You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I'm reaching back into the mailbox again. I'm going to do that for the rest of this week, and then I'm going to go back to some of the exercise science stuff. But I've had several follow-up questions, and it goes in quite well with some of the conversations. If you've been following the podcast and you're up to date, then some of the things that we've been talking about have been questions that people have asked, and many of it, uh, many of the questions have to do with business. And so this one's interesting. I've got uh, a guy named Scott, Scott S., who says, I am not sure if you've addressed this specific topic before on your podcast or otherwise, but I am curious if you have any insights and you can provide uh, that you can provide for anyone looking to make a non-traditional leap into the fitness industry. What does that mean? Well, by non-traditional, I mean someone who isn't early in their career seeking trajectory. I'm not fresh out of high school, for example. I've been in the IT industry, cybersecurity industry for 10 years. I'd like to explore my options as a fitness professional. Aside from a lifetime of being affiliated with athletics, high school sports, military, things like that, I've only recently started to seek formal training and education as a fitness professional like the NASM CPT and CNC. Where should some of my uh, shoes... Where should someone in my shoes or a similar situation focus their efforts? And then ask the question, achieve more certifications, Uh, things like uh, USA triathlon coaching certifications, NASM's other certifications. He asked the question about college. Do I need to go and get my BS or master's in kinesiology? And then ask about gaining experience, internships, part-time work, entry-level stuff as a personal trainer. Thank you for your time and your podcast. Scott. Uh, Scott, thanks for asking the question, y'all. I hope you can, can follow this, but what, what he's asking is that I'm making a non-traditional leap into the fitness industry from another job. And I'm going to tell you right now, Scott, uh, it's not as non-traditional as you might think. Just in the past, I don't know, years, 10 years of teaching exercise science courses. I always, in the beginning of the courses, and these are the NASM CPT courses that we used to teach live and in person where people could come to these courses and we'd ask the question, how many people, um, you know, or, or go around the room if it wasn't too big of a crowd, what do you currently do for work? And it's interesting. I, I think every single course that I've held in the last 10 years, there's been at least one attorney uh, every course that I've held, there have been dozens of people coming from other industries interested in becoming a personal trainer. Now, I do not think the attorneys were were like, I'm going to quit law and I'm going to become a personal trainer. Some of them maybe. I think some of them, uh, just for the fun of it, just for giggles, they would say, hey, let me do this. Let me do something for me. I think it'll help me in my daily life. I think it'll help me with my fitness, and I'm going to do this. Now, it might also be that the people who tend to take these courses are more likely to already be professionals 
that aren't training on the weekends already, that don't have to leave their job because they might have a Monday through Friday uh, typical job. So they're more available on the weekends and they're more financially stable where they can take those weekends off and come and show up and do a weekend workshop. Or uh, they might also say, let me get the most out of it while somebody else could say, I could just finish this online. I don't need to go to the workshop. So with that being said, uh, there might be a lot of reasons why we had so many people that came to the workshops that were coming from other careers. Now, it doesn't take away from the fact that it can be pretty scary. The idea, it can be exciting. Don't get me wrong. That's exciting. I like the idea of it. I'm going to, I'm going to become a personal trainer. I'm going to become a nutrition coach, certified nutrition coach. I have these plans for myself. It sounds really cool, but I got a, I got a quote, real job. I got a real job. And that's tough. That's tough to to know that you have a job that is steady and stable and you've been doing it for a long time and you're making a leap to something else. But anytime you make a leap to anything, it's that same kind of nervous anxiety excitement. And you've heard me say it before. This is a cool job, but it's still a job. So I'm going to provide a few suggestions to Scott and to those of you who may have friends or family that might be interested, for those of you who listen who are not personal trainers, but personal trainer adjacent. Like you like working out, you like the idea of being a trainer, not sure if you're ready for it yet, and you currently have a, a, a job outside of the fitness industry, you're not young necessarily. So think about this. First, I'm going to suggest, and, and you've already taken the first steps here, is get certified in advance. Before you decide that you are going to leave and go work at a gym and then get certified and kind of work at the gym for a little bit in the process of certification, then that can be really uh, hard. It can be hard to be at the gym and not be able to train, not be able to work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. And yeah, you're learning the ropes, but man, this is challenging because you want to get in the mix. So the best way to do that is keep your job and study for your certification. Now, you don't need to get a lot of other certs. And what I mean by that, and I'll use myself as an example, uh, early on in my career, <clears throat> when I just got started, I, I felt like I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough, I didn't know enough about training, and maybe if I was smarter and I was more decorated, then I could take what I didn't have in my degree that I finished in college. I could use that, but at, like that's not what I studied. I didn't study this in my undergraduate degree. So what could I do in order to feel more confident and provide a better service? So I uh, I got a certification. I Before I even started at the gym, I borrowed somebody's textbook. It wasn't NASM. I read it cover to cover. And then by the time I was working at the gym, there was a discount and a partnership with NASM. And the reason I became NASM certified is because at that point with the partnership, it was the cheapest, the most inexpensive, probably a better way to say it, certification that I could get at the time. And I was like, man, to save an extra 30, 40, 50 bucks, I'll read another textbook because I was broke. So 
I, uh, I went and I got my NASM certification, but then I felt like I needed something else. And I felt like I needed something else. And the problem is if you go to other certifications and you say, well, all right, let me get my such and such CPT. And then I'm going to go to another organization and get that CPT. You know what you are? Yeah. And this is an example that if you get all these things from another company, you're not a CPT times two or times three. You're still just, and I hate to say it that way, but just a CPT, a certified personal trainer. You're not CPT extra. You're certified. You're already certified as a personal trainer. So if you want to go back and learn something else, then go back and get something that is beyond a CPT. So I had gone and gotten additional certifications that were not CPT because I I realized that this is something that I wanted for me and I uh, to be able to learn and experience and know more about what I was doing because I really dug it. I was really into what I was doing. So I got a lot of certifications early on. And then eventually that simply that led from to me, uh, led me to the thing that you ask about, which is college. Is college necessary? And I'm going to say, Scott, college is not necessary. It may be helpful, but it's not necessary. And I'm also going to say this. It's not necessary mm, dot, 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 yet. Right. So right now it is a certification is all you need to be a personal trainer. It's possible in the future with the growth of exercise science departments and kinesiology programs in school that 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 may change. And then partnerships that NASM has with universities are very important because certifications will still be required. Usually, if you go to school, those schools will also have you get a certification as a personal trainer or an exercise physiologist or a strength and conditioning coach. or And you'll have a list of things that the schools may require and a certain track and a kines program or an exercise science program will lead you to performance. It'll lead you to corrective exercise, and you'll take those certifications as part of your school program. Now, I don't see that we're going to have exercise science degrees uh, necessary anytime soon, but as those continue to grow in colleges and universities, that may be something that you see. Now, with that being said, there's the caveat that attendance in college and universities seem to be decreasing uh, percentage-wise in our population. So if that is the case, then we may see a proliferation of the certification and not the formal schooling education becoming kind of a stronger, a reinforced standard. So what should you do as you make this leap, should I go to college? No, definitely it's not necessary. But I remember early on, I I had known somebody. He was a, he was a good trainer, a talented trainer, successful trainer, and he went back to school for exercise science. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, why? He goes, so I could be a better trainer. And I was like, but you're already a trainer. You're already successful. You're already making money. And it for me at the time, I couldn't wrap my head around it, that the guy just wanted to go back to school because he wanted to learn. 
what? I don't get that until I became that. <laughs> so that became something that I wanted to dig deeper into. And that teaching and education became part of what I did. And I wanted to formalize my education and learn more. That's me. That's not just if you are looking to leave your, your current profession to go into personal training, don't worry about college. Go back one step, get your certification and do it in advance of trying to get a job, which takes us to the next point. And you brought it up, getting a job, right? So gaining the experience. And uh, and here's what I'm going to say about that. It, it is without a doubt, one of the more vital things that you can do is get a job at a gym. If you have a full-time job as a professional somewhere else, I want you to keep it, but I want you to start training part-time if that's an option, because some places don't allow for part-time. Some places just don't allow it. They're like, if you're going to do this, you got to do this full-time. And you can say, hey, I work in IT. I work at this. Uh, I would like to do this as a part-time job, but I'm willing to commit to it. So if they say no, then I suggest maybe if you can afford it, a part-time internship. If part-time training is not available as an option, you do a part-time internship. Let me come in and let me learn about fitness because I'm thinking about changing careers, but I don't want to make the jump into doing it because I've never done it before. So what if I change careers and I find out that as a personal trainer, this gig is not what it's cracked up to be. So let me intern. Let me come in. Let me clean up the gym floor. Let me be present at the facility. And let me do, you do with me as an intern, what you think you would like an intern to do. And I will be that person for you. That way you get to do the most important thing, which is learn the ropes. I think learning the ropes is important. Learn the business. Learn what those trainers are doing. Learn where their education is from. Learn how they are applying that education or not applying that education. That happens. That happens. People get that certification and then they flush it because they are uh, really set on a split routine, uh, a, a three-way split routine. Chest tries, back and buys, legs and shoulders. And that's what I do. So that's what everybody else should do. And that's why you get a certification. So you can train people to do things that aren't necessarily your focus. You can do it to get the outcomes that are more in line with what their focus is, what their results would be geared toward. Learn the business. Learn what the managers do. Learn what attracts clients to the gym, what attracts clients to training, what attracted clients to training specifically with you. And you learn that and you learn from the other trainers and you build a bond with the other trainers. And this makes education kind of seem secondhand because as you're working with trainers, you're working with people and maybe several trainers are together at your gym and they are really focused on Olympic lifts. And you're like, whoa, this is really cool. I want to learn from these trainers about Olympic lifting because that looks cool. But Maybe that's not your thing. Maybe there's the, the the group of kettlebell trainers and you're like, I really never paid much attention to kettlebells, but I actually really like it. So let me focus a bit more on kettlebells or sports performance or working with athletes or working with older populations. 
And then instead of saying, all right, here are all my other certifications, then you can have your specializations, your performance enhancement, your corrective exercise, your senior fitness specialist, your nutrition coaching, your find out what you as an intern or part-time or, um, you know, if you end up getting that job and you're working in that facility and there are other trainers, where are they not picking up? What, wh who are they more uncomfortable with when they train? I really want to train with athletes. I'm like, yo, if they're wanting to train athletes, that's usually not who's coming into the gym to train with trainers. So you could pick up all that other business by finding out who else is there that's interested in fitness and interested in having a trainer. So what do you need to do? Going back to that non-traditional leap, looking at transitioning careers into fitness, it's not the easiest, but I first and foremost suggest what you've already done. You purchase your certification, your CPT, get that certifi certificate in advance. And don't worry about getting lots of certificates, just get your certified personal trainer. And then your next step, See if you can gain experience. Remember that college, I don't think is necessary. Changing careers, don't feel like you need to go back to school to go into fitness. That may be something that you want to do later because you enjoy this process and the education. But your what's next is gaining the experience. It's vital. It's important. You got to do it. Uh, and then you really find out. I remember my dad said when he was in college, he was a, uh, he went to school to be a teacher and later progressed into an administrator. So, but he went to school to be a teacher and after they did their internship, which is they go and they actually teach class as part of their school, they teach school. So here they are teaching high school or teaching the, the elementary or middle school. And he goes, by the time I was done graduating, after people had taught school for a semester, as part of their education program, they had to teach. He goes, there were 30-something people in my program. I think 10 people after it was over decided that they would still want to be teachers. The other 20 uh, people in the class said they no longer wanted to, to be a teacher. He said, I think that they should put the, the classroom, the in-class room teaching in the first semester <laughs> so that you can identify whether or not this is what you want to do before you spend the next four years doing this. Well, that's what this is. You got to go to work at the gym because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, Scott, it's not for everyone. Uh, the people that love it, love it. The people who are really active on Instagram, their job is to show you how cool their job is, even if they don't think their job is cool. That's the purpose of social media is for you to think that whatever I do is amazing, even if I don't think what I do is amazing. So don't pay attention to social media and all the other people. Like, I got a cool job. I'm happy to do it. I'm delighted every day that this is my job. But it's not for everybody. If it was for everybody, we wouldn't have such an incredible attrition rate in this industry. And it might be for multiple reasons. It might be because you have to sell your services to people. You have to talk, you have to engage, 
you may not be paid as much as you want to get paid or as much as you need to get paid, especially early on. There are a lot of, there are a lot of obstacles that make that challenging for people to transition from a already established career into the fitness industry, which is why I say ease into it, dip your toe into the water, but don't jump in yet. And then hopefully you'll figure it out. And I don't say hopefully you'll figure, and I'm not saying, and I hope you find fitness and it is the perfect fit. No, I hope you find what you need to do for you. And if fitness is that, great, do it. If you go to fitness and you're like, actually, the IT job's pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe I should just stick with that. But you got to find what works for you and not try to make something work just because the, the idea, the dream, the concept, this, uh, this idealized version of how cool it'll be to have this job. I'm blessed because I think my job is the idealized version that I thought it would be. But that's not for everyone. It doesn't work that way for everyone. So I hope that you find the path that you want. And those that are listening, I hope you do too. And if it is fitness, awesome. We have a cool job and it's still a job. And we feel that hurt sometimes. We have to get up early in the morning or stay late at night. We maybe train on the weekends and it can be challenging, but it can also be incredibly rewarding. So thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family, and leave a review. That is also very helpful. If you want to reach out to me, you can contact me. Hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie or on threads, and you can email me, rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.